This is Manya from Friendshipable, a Project BFF podcast. Along with my co-host Terry, we love talking about friendships, talking with others who think about friendships, and learning about these important relationships in our lives. If you like this content, please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash projectbff, or subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcast app. If you have a podcast, consider hosting it on Buzzsprout. We love it. They make it so easy. And we have a link in our show notes for you. Thanks. I hope you enjoy this episode. Good afternoon, Terry. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you very much. How are you doing? You know, I like that word. I am uh, so fabulous today. It just popped into, I don't know where it popped in, but you know, somehow that, that's, yes, just fabulous. Yep. I will take it. I will own okay. that as well. I am also fabulous. <laughs> and, you know, I'm fabulous in part because we are recording episode number 29. Yeah. Which the subject is why making friends in midlife is hard. And all, when I saw that title, when we talked, all I wanted to do was go, oh, because it is. <laughs> I know. It is what it is. It is Thank you everybody for joining us for the podcast. <laughs> Bye-bye. But it is, but that's why it's a good topic to talk about because it is. So yeah. It is a good topic. You know, it is difficult. It can be difficult to make friends in midlife, but I think we also don't talk a lot about it. So that's what I love is that we actually found some people who are writing about this. We found, Mm -hmm. you know, and we have our own thoughts. And so, you know, we want to kind of expose it, right? If Mm -hmm. you're, if you're a little bit older and thinking you've struggled to make friends, you are not wrong. Yeah. Um, It is harder as we get older. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had a couple of articles actually both in the Atlantic who I think does a fabulous job of covering the topic of friendship and um, friend relationships. And, you know, one of them was in fact, why making friends in midlife is so hard by Catherine Smith. And I loved how she started it out. She said, I thought I was done dating, but after moving across the country, I had to start again, this time in search of platonic love. Uh Uh-huh. is one of those things that will perhaps cause you to be needing to find new friends. Right. Right. Well, I I think it definitely is any kind of, any kind of relocation, whether it's across the country or across town or just to, yeah, different places that is going to, that it's, it's a big reset. It's not only it's making friends, it's finding out where, when you want run out to the store now, you know exactly how long it's going to take you because you go, you know where you're going. It's, it's resetting everything. Yes, exactly. And the thing is, the difference is resetting how, which grocery store where the nearest gas station is, is just a matter of experiencing it. Finding those next new friends who know you and you know them, it takes much, much longer. It does. Mm -hmm. And it's not as easy as trying out the three closest markets to decide which one you like better. Um, But it is a similar process, right? It is trying out new people. It's just that, you know, spending time with people and 
trying to build a friendship is actually a bit of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting um, in the article, she linked to the friendship report, which um, we have had a chance to look at and um, are Mm going to share that with you, but it's fascinating. And one of the things that they came up with in that report, one of the results is that that average age where we meet our best friends is 21. So really? Yeah, yeah, I know. Isn't that I I thought about that? And yeah, continue. Well, so that's the average, right? So that means some people meet their best friends when they're three, and some meet them when they're, you know, in their 40s. But if you think about, you know, where your life is when you're in your 20s, sort of everything's in front of you, maybe you're in school, maybe you're in your first job, um, and you're doing a lot of activities often that put you in the presence of new people. Exactly. And and everybody's new. There's a, the commonality is everybody's new together. Right. And everybody's and experiencing you, it together. Right. And as you get older, your life is filled with things, whether it's mm-hmm. family or um, as she calls them, the quote, adult concern. So right, marriage, right. relationships, children, um, your career, you, there's a lot more of that kind of thing that we focus on that doesn't feel like it leaves enough room sometimes for building friendships. Well, yeah. And because there are, yeah, the adult things, there's more responsibilities, there's other things going on that it's not, it sometimes can't get high enough on the priority list. Right. And as we get older, family concerns, both if you, if you have a family, if you have mm-hmm. children, but mm-hmm. also parents who are yep. getting older can take up time, um, you know, siblings, nieces, nephews, cousins, yeah, all of this kind of can exponentially add to the things on your to-do list. And th- these are not necessarily burdens. These are just, um, you know, pulls on, on one's time that can mm-hmm. make it more difficult to find that time to spend with a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, you know, something we've talked about before, and I think this is going to come up a lot in all of our conversations, which is that um, it takes more than 200 hours to become a uh, spending time with someone for more than 200 hours to become a close friend. And in the article, they mentioned that, um, you know, the average American spends just 41 minutes a day socializing. So if you spent that time with just one person, I'm not going to do the math, but think how long yeah. that's going to take yeah. you to get to 200 yeah. hours. Um, that struck me too, because again, we've seen that before that's been cited before as something, you know, of just the, the statistics of how long that takes. Right. And going back to our examples of high school or college or something like that, if you're in a particular place for four years at a time, it gives you that natural opportunity for it to grow. So right. That's, that's, there's the time constraint. Once you're on your own, it's, it doesn't happen like that anymore. Right. Yeah. And if you think about in her case, the impetus for the story was a move across the country. Uh-huh. Right. You think about you've shown up in this new city. We're just mm-hmm. use this as the example. Mm-hmm. Then you have zero hours with everybody that 
you're going to be spending time with. <laughs> so you're st- right. You're starting from scratch in in many cases. Yeah. Um, and then it's you know then it's sort of the dating phase of finding the people you like and who seem to like you, and then deciding to spend the time. So right there, that's why it's hard to make friends in right in midlife because you are also trying to spend time with people who also have very complicated, full adult lives Mm -hmm. who are trying to find the time to spend with you. That's tough. What was most interesting to you about reading either of these articles um, that we were looking at? I, you know, like you said, the, the act, the statistic of the time was one thing. Um, and that, and just the feeling of the author, I, I felt the author's kind of like sigh or frustration of she made this move. It was a family decision of making the move to do it. It was the right thing to do for the family. And, but finding herself at 40 years of age, now having to make a new friend and, and how, just how do you do that? Um, and, and it, and it reminded me because you and I are not originally from where we're sitting now. So we've made that transition at different ages in our lives. But I was around that age when I made the transition or mm-hmm. it wasn't a transition when I made the move, the decision mm-hmm. to make the move um, and to move here. So um, and, and start a new job right away you know, just start it like that. So I've, I've been there, done that, but I haven't had the responsibility of having to manage the only household I had to manage was mine with myself. Right. Right. You know, and, and moving as we both experienced, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. some of our listeners have experienced kind of having to pick up and start over again somewhere. um, It's only one of the reasons someone might be looking for friends or feel that they've lost friends. Like, um, in the other article we read, which I love the title, it's your friends who break your heart. The older we get, the more we need our friends and the harder it is to Mm -hmm. keep them. Mm -hmm. And she talked about, you know, you lose friends to all sorts of things, marriage, um, divorce, to parenthood, politics, somebody's success, somebody's failure, um, just a stroke of good luck or bad luck. Um, mm-hmm. you know, moving as we talked about and, um, the ultimate losing of a friend death. What's, what's sad of uh, the way that's phrased is that it's it, but it's the reality of it is losing, you know, as our, as friends become, have to take care of their parents or they become parents themselves, that that's a loss for the friendship because that their, their priorities have changed and their Yeah. Right. It absolutely can be. And it's hard to, um, you know, and, and as, as we all know, through all our conversations, friendships can go through phases where Mm -hmm. you kind of take a step back. Um, but you know, if you're, if you're in a position where you're thinking, oh, I'm in my forties, I'm in my fifties, I'm needing to make friends. Um, and it feels like it's a little bit difficult. You are not wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all of these things we've talked about are just, things that you have to think about and understand that that's the kind of trajectory of friendships and, yeah. and, you know, by your forties, by your fifties, 
you have, um, I think a lot of us kind of think, okay, my life, this is what my life is going to look like. This is the final shape of my life. And, um, you know, because of where we live or our mm-hmm. relationships or our jobs. And, you know, that isn't necessarily true. And you may need to pick up in a few years and yeah. find yourself yeah. looking for new friends for, through no fault of anybody's. Yep. Um, or your, or your, your close friends now need to do that. Right. Right. You know, in the, um, in the article is your friends who break your heart. She talked about undergoing the great pandemic friendship reckoning Mm -hmm. along with pretty much everybody else that, um, all of these hours in isolation have kind of meant we've really, um, kind of separated our friends out into the, the, closest ones and the the ones that we can sort of do without again through no fault of anybody's own but just through the way the world has been since the start of the pandemic and you know how much energy it's sapped from everybody mm-hmm. and you know if you think about that and people really did start to prioritize their friendship relationships yeah, yeah. um so if you're feeling that now and it's a new feeling um, you know, that certainly could be one of the reasons just the pandemic has made it, but it's made it harder to stay in touch, but it's also made mm-hmm. people, I think, think really critically about which friendships are the most mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder too, and also where the pandemic's concerned, it's, um, we're all talking at this point into it, um, you know, zoom, zoom fatigue, but which was at first seen as the great connector or, you know, just virtually visiting um, was seen as, okay, it's better than not being able to be together at all. Right. So that probably also has now, so as the fatigue has sat in and set in about it, um, I would imagine even that, that positive bump that might've existed for a while because it was the best we could do mm-hmm. has probably also impacted or just made some people feel a letdown of, I don't want to do it this way anymore. I know. Yeah, I know. And, you know, for a lot of people, especially knowledge workers who Mm -hmm. spend a lot of time on the computer for work. Mm -hmm. And I know it's true of me and I imagine of other people at the end of the work day, the the last last thing I wanted to do was either stay in my office and on the computer uh-huh. Or take my computer into the other parts of my life. Just for a change of just right. For a change, change of scenery, place, sit on the, scenery. Yeah. To sit on the couch with my computer on. Right. That um, right. Right. And but and that's the but it had to be done. Yeah. yeah. It was the only way, you know, to yeah, for a while. Um it's yeah, so what what have we seen around um how you know it's hard to tell how successful it could be and what effort or what factors go into it being successful to find those friends um and there's only so many comparisons to be drawn to when like we were talking about before when, when you connected to people who might still be your lifelong friends now, because the circumstances were different, but that's the whole core of what we're talking about. It's like, how, how does that change? And that change 
I would imagine has to be as much um, psychological and somewhere the motivation needs to be there as Mm -hmm. it is practical, like where to go, who to talk to, and and just how to get that ball rolling slowly, but get it rolling. Right. And, you know, one of the things um, that Catherine Smith did, she talked about in her article was um, she got names of friends of friends or contacts in the place where she was moving through other friends, through work colleagues who said, Hey, I'm moving to this place. Do you know anybody? Mm -hmm. And got a few names of, yeah, you should meet with so-and-so and, you know, tried that as, as one of the ways. And I think that's a great tool to use because we like our friends and our Mm -hmm. friends, like these other people, perhaps there's an automatic connection that might make it a little easier. Right. Um, But not necessarily, you know, right. And that the perhaps was the big part of it too. And I think her example was the, a friend of her husband's friend or something like that, that just knew somebody in the town she had moved into. So it was, you couldn't get any more random, I think, than that. And, but it's a, but it was a start. So, um, you know, when I moved here, I got a few of those connections, uh you know, friends of friends, friends of family, family of friends, um, people I got introduced to. And none of those people are, still my friends, none of them became sort of lifelong buddies, but I had pretty good friendships with a couple Mm -hmm. of those folks where we Mm -hmm. were, you know, good friends for a few years until they moved away. Or, um, you know, we've talked about this, you become friends um, for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of them were sort of the reason of I'm Uh new to the city and they put a lot of effort in helping me feel welcomed, but you know, it didn't turn out to be any kind of great love of my life friendship. Right. Um, right. But right. it really made a difference so that even though these aren't people who are still in my life, my early days in the city, I didn't feel alone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and then went through all the other things of making friends through work and through clubs and activities like right. that. Right. Right. And um, just some closing thoughts is I think what you just described also takes some that going back to being proactive and taking the initiative. And it's not easy for everybody to do. It's, mm-hmm. it's for as many people as might be naturally easy to do. There's as many people who uh, would just rather do anything but have to make that proactive step so and that's when that's the hard that's the the hard thing about it if yeah um and everybody has to find their own path to do that and it's it's hard on twitter i follow um all sorts of fascinating people some of whom are introverts like me Mm -hmm. and the classic introvert i recharge by spending time alone. So Mm -hmm. knitting on my own, listening to a podcast, reading Mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things. And it, it makes me laugh whenever I see somebody say um, something like, you know, 
oh, I'm, this was pre-pandemic, but you know, oh, my, my plans got canceled tonight. I'm so happy. I absolutely <laughs> wanted to see this person, but I'm also thrilled that right. I can just stay home by myself. <laughs> right, right. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but exactly. it's, yeah, it's the balance. It's the balance. So. Right. So I know, I know you introverts out there um, understand how hard it is to want to put yourself out there because you just sort of want to have the friendship yeah, versus all of the effort that it takes to, to get there. Yeah, definitely. And it does take effort. It does. So. It was a good article. It really kind of, because it was so personal, it was almost like a journal entry to some point. It was very, it was personal in following her experience with that. So it was a good prompter for, for this. Yeah. Um, you know, one other thought in one of the articles was that I really liked, it's basically said, when you are in middle age, that's also when you start to realize how much you need your friends yeah. and your friendships. Um, you know, we don't always, I think sometimes we take friendships for granted. They just, they're our friends, they exist, whether we met them through work or school, we just sort of, in some ways we can just kind of assume they're always going to be there and maybe they don't need a lot of work. Um, but I think after you get to be a certain age and you and you hopefully are feeling comfortable in yourself and who you are, mm -hmm. you can start to realize, you know, how much your friends really shape you and your life and your experience and how much they support you and how much you support them mm -hmm. and how much you really need friends in your life. And I think having that realization and also realizing perhaps you need to build some more friendships probably can feel overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it was a good topic. It was a good, it's, it's a very, very real um, scenario about friendships and have, and finding friends. Yeah. Good discussion. This is a good discussion. We're going to have links to all of these things in the show notes, everybody. Uh -huh. So um, you can read the articles yourself and we'd love to hear what you think about making friends in midlife. If, if you are in that phase of life or past it, if you find mm -hmm. that to have been difficult, or if you have any tricks for people to making friends. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you all. Talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye-bye.